County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Where We Landed is supported today by Moving Real Estate, a full-service real estate firm serving Grant County. With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There is no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Visit our website at movingrealestate.net or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. Hello and welcome to Where We Landed. Uh, We are excited. We're in the studio. We're feeling silly, maybe. Scott's not looking at me, (laughs) but I am Iris Brunner and I'm joined by Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. And by Scott Miller. Hello, hello. (laughs) And we are going to get started today. We haven't done these in a long, long time. (laughs) Um, We're going to play some Would You Rather. To get uh, warmed up here. And is there a groan button over there? <laughs> I always have such a hard time with these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right. guest, you can participate in this. I know we haven't introduced you yet, but we want to hear what you would rather do here. First question. I think we'll maybe do two of these. Okay. Would you rather have to always walk around with small stones in your shoes or always have smoke in your eyes? Ooh. I have mm. been around a smoke pit before at <laughs> uh, 18, 12, and I think I would do the uh, stones in my shoes. Yeah. The smoke nice. in the eyes, that smoky eye. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm a contact wearer, so that's probably a combination for very Doc, bad things. So Doc, I guess stones. I, I agree. I'm the princess and the pea. Give me the, well, <laughs> get, yeah, give me, give me the, the rocks and the shoes <laughs> and, and not the stuck contacts. <laughs> What's yours, Kylie? Um, I think I was, I'm definitely the rocks. Yeah. yeah. Too many 1812. That frontier smoky eye. Yeah. (laughs) All right. One more. Would you rather have to live the rest of your life on 12 inch stilts or wearing pink rollerblades? I mean, neither for me is not horrible. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe okay. stilts. I think I'd do stilts. Yeah, I would too. I'm not big on rollerblades. That's uh, too much danger there. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I had wheels on my feet, I broke my arm. Oh, so I'm right. definitely going stilts. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> think yeah. in combination, rollerblades on stilts. Oh. Right. Right. Actually, just, just the stilts, please. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. As I say, I would be able to see, though, because you guys know Paige is very tall, and he puts everything on top of the refrigerator, and I can't see things up there. So he, he keeps all the them. snacks oh, he doesn't want to oh, share. Yeah. Well, no, it's like he just like cleans something off the counter and puts it up there. So when I can't find something, I'm like, I just need to look up there. So I wouldn't have to get, like, the stool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got reasons. Where's my knife at? Oh, it's up on top. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. I, ironically, I have a story about that, but that's for another day. <laughs> well, Kylie, thank you for the fun game and great way to start the day here. So um, I have the opportunity. So I noticed this today whenever I got your bio. So we've got Dr. 
Gillum with us today, Tim Gillum. But what a great middle name. Yes, oh. yes. <gasps> what is it? His middle name Wait, is... Wait, let's guess. Guess. Oh. What letters does it start with? G. Grover. Close. Uh, oh, close. I have an Uncle Grover. <laughs> um, uh, all I have is Garrett. I don't. That's the only word that came into my head. Yeah. It is Grant. Oh, Grant. Oh, to okay. live here in Grant County. Oh, I cool? see what all you're right. doing here. Yeah, all yeah, right. So, but Tim wasn't born here. Uh, Tim was actually born, or Doc, I should call him, uh, was born in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, back in the early 1970s. So I'm gave, giving him some, some age props here. But uh, Tim is also the uh, head of surgery here at Marion Health. And um, I am going to let him get into it. So he, uh, biomed degree uh, from Texas A&M University. And then went to University of Texas Medical School, um, did his internship at Riverside Methodist Hospital in general surgery, and then went to the Ohio State University for his residency, <laughs> um, and then became a fellow here at Indiana University, and then made his, made his way up to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kylie really wants to hit a button right yeah, now, real. both times. <laughs> Before coming to Grant County. So I... Uh, Doc, would love to hear your story about just how you got to Grant County. I know you and I have had some dinners uh, over the past year, but would love for our listeners to be able to hear how you got to Grant County. So maybe kind of share your story from birth in Texas up till today, and then we'll start peppering you with some questions. Uh, excellent. Well, thanks everybody for having me. And, it's great to uh, have you here. Since birth in Texas, let's see, <laughs> seven pounds, 11 ounces, I believe. Um, <laughs> Good size baby boy. <laughs> Still growing. Um, you know, I um, I grew up in Burleson, Texas, which is a small town that reminds me a lot of Marion. And I often kind of feel like it's part of the gestalt of what uh, kept me here as far as long as I've been here. And um, really the hometown feel and the size, I think, was around 24,000 around that time. Even though we were a 5A school in sports, as soon as I graduated, we went to 4A and Started winning some football and whatnot, but the, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Burleson High School, public high school, and then I went to and is that right outside of Fort Worth or what yeah, part of Texas? Bur Burleson is, is about twenty five minutes south of Fort Worth, so okay. Burleson, Texas, is also the home of Kelly Clarkston, oh. uh, mm. the first American Idol, and yeah. fact, my. Uh, younger brother, I went to school with her, and mm. we can talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's I, ten, ten years younger. So I'm picturing. Um, did you watch Friday Night Lights? I'm picturing yeah. Dylan, Texas. Is it? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's similar. No, no Tim McGraw, but uh, but football, uh, everything football in Texas, as you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had three days instead of two days, etc. Mums. I always hear about the mums. Oh, big, everything's big. Big, yeah. hair, big hair in Texas. Yes. Big yeah. mums. Yes. Big Christmas trees. Um, okay, we got we got yeah. distracted. Well, okay, but yeah. Go back. So just south of, of Fort Worth, and um, and then um, I went to Texas A&M uh, University and. College Station, and that was um, four years in biomedical science. And then from from there, um, I went to the University of Texas Health Science Center, San Antonio, so med school for four years in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, and then I my chosen career was, in our specialty, we call it otolaryngology, head and neck surgery, so ENT, ears, nose, throat. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I was going to use that when I saw that word in your bio. <laughs> I thought I could screw this up really bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just left that for you. <laughs> great, great Scrabble word in fact. Yeah. <laughs> the former world word, word was otorhinolaryngology. So oh. a few, few extra points on Scrabble. Uh, <laughs> so um, matched Ohio State, which I was very fortunate to do. Had a great five years there. And then out of ENT, you can actually do, even though it's a five-year surgical residency, you can do seven different fellowships if you really want to become super so specially. And I um, did a fellowship in facial plastics and reconstructive surgery, and that was at a, a private office in Carmel with associate affiliation at IU Medical School. So I was assistant uh, yeah. professor there, you know, just doing rounds and teaching and whatnot. And then, so that's what brought me through the... Uh, uh, passing through Indiana at the time I thought passing through and, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. my fellowship director asked me to join, join his practice. And, um, you know, at first I thought my target was home to Texas, but it was a great opportunity and talked to friends and family and decided to, to stay. And then unfortunately, um, our schedules were shoulder to shoulder. And then we became, um, as you, almost never saw each other and became competition. And I got involved with a non-compete and um, without cause release. And um, so it was a 75 mile non-compete and Marion was uh, 75 yeah, miles, 75 miles. <laughs> actually 78 miles, but as the crow flies ended up being 50.5 and, <laughs> and they came after me for the non-compete. But anyhow, so that um, in a nutshell is what originally landed me here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting that non-compete stuff, I was just listening to something that, that there is legislation right now, uh, going through that would basically do away with non-competes. And, uh, unfortunately for guys like you and me who fell, I I had a similar situation and had a non-compete whenever I bought the business here in Marion. And it was really challenging, uh, just to be able to do stuff. But, um, but I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I heard about that legislation too. And I think, you know, their legal system so tied up with this. I think overall it's a favorable thing. In my particular case, it's absolutely the best thing that ever happened to me as fate um, brought me here. Um, and we'll get into that further, but I, I couldn't be happier being in a Grant County. So, you know, in the big picture, the uh, good Lord kind of drives a bus and the wind blows you where you are. And I would have never thought it, but uh, yeah. Um, so to, to further that, I, for a couple of years, I thought, you know, I beat the non-compete and I opened up a practice in, um, a dual practice in Carmel and in here, because since that's where I originally was. And um, goodness, for nine and a half years, I had a dual existence. I was here Monday through Thursday and then I would go down to Carmel and be there Fridays and Saturdays. And after nine and a half years, um, I realized that my heart was here and for all kinds of reasons and, and shut shop down there. And looking back, I don't know what I was <laughs> thinking <laughs> other than I was young and reacting to the situation, mm-hmm. uh, but have now been here. Uh, this March will have been upcoming March of this year. Two months will be 19, 19 years. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. yeah. So definitely consider it home. So talk about um, what those heart reasons were that have kept you here in Marion. The hard reasons. Oh, yeah. The heart reasons. Heart yes. reasons. Yes, the heart, heart <laughs> yeah. reasons, which, um, you know, um, Training otolaryngology, the general ENT, is a big, big specialty, and I really enjoyed all, all of it. And then I, I kind of had a flair for the creativity or artsy 
artsy, if you will, <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, part of plastics to where it's not just making, you know, they got a thyroid and somebody judges you based on the incision. The scar has no idea what happened inside there, you know, kind of seeing the end product and having an open canvas to, to kind of do your work. And a lot, a lot of it was based on um, reconstruction, trauma, cancer flaps. Um, of course, there was the world of cosmetics with the facelifts and blepharoplasties and eyelid surgeries, but really focused on the nose, which is kind of my passion. Anything about the nose, inside, outside, sinuses, rhinoplasty, trauma, flaps. Um, but as I got into the dual existence of using my fellowship training and Carmel and then the general ENT here, it was kind of a dichotomy of two different um, types of practices. And then um, an amazing man named Dr. Sean Swan invited me to Haiti uh, through the Decade Project through IWU. And I think we've done eight or nine trips through the years. Um, and really just the, the soft, big, Texas boy heart uh, really grew and I just realized my eyes were open that I had a, a skill set and all these years of training to do so much more than the, uh, I don't say quote unquote, Doc Hollywood part of things, but uh, I just had a passion for people and the disease process. And so I think that was for me was a turning point. Plus, I think as you guys would agree that the people in Marion are just unbelievable. And um, so the people have kept me here and whole experience and then the, the practice has really grown ever since. So tell us a little bit about your family. So, um, wife, kids, when'd you meet? How'd you meet? How'd you get her here? Yeah, I met my kids in the delivery room. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with my wife. <laughs> the, um, my, uh, I'll give a shout out to yeah. my, my beautiful wife, Brittany. Um, uh, we met through work in Carmel uh, in a common connection. She worked there for a little bit uh, in the office and works still uh, some with me today. And we've, um, dated uh, for a long time before we've been married, but we've been uh, married for several years now and have two beautiful children, Harrison, who is four and just turned four in October and little Madeline with a T that turned two on New Year's Eve. And oh, wow. um, they're my little prides and joys. So That's awesome. And Brittany's also an Indiana kid, right? She grew up uh, Brownsburg? Yes. She grew up in Brownsburg and she's a, just an amazing person, great athlete, great mom. So Yeah. So tell us a little bit about these Haiti trips. Um, I hadn't heard that piece of your story before and walk me through how you got involved with that a little bit more in detail. And I know you mentioned it was through Indiana Wesleyan. Are you still doing these or have those come to an end at this point? Well, I, I would love to do them to the end of time, but the, um, mm -hmm. the environment over there has been so trepidatious with um, not only the kidnappings, but it just... It's just not safe. So the whole project's been put on hold for several years because of the climate and safety. And um, but yeah, through through Dr. Swan, who started what's called the Decade Project DEC, then AID. It was supposed to be ten years to recruit mm -hmm. ten villages. Um, he asked me to come along, and so we we fly um, into Port-au-Prince, and then we take um, what we call the cattle truck. They get us in the back of this open air truck that's fenced in, and we drive about two hours to the wharf and stay at a missionary's place, which is, is beautiful and have dinner. And the next morning we get on what we call the, um, the Jesus boat or the disciples boat, which is this classic kind of rickety old, um, sailboat with a little outboard Johnson motor. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> and you go an hour and a half to the Caribbean to Loganoff Island, which is, um, um, 
I believe the history and back in the day was kind of like Australia. They sent all the kind of the criminals and outcasts mm-hmm. there. That may be inaccurate, but um, that's kind of the heart of where the need, need is. Well, there's plenty of need in Haiti. Haiti, don't get me wrong. Um, and it was really, really neat. The people on the island, the island, um, I think they want to say it's 100,000 100, people. But I think the Census Bureau in Haiti is not quite as accurate as the United right. States. So, um, but yeah, at, at the time, they had not had my specialty of either ENT or plastics. So it was, it was pretty fascinating. You know, they had a lot of uh, OB, OBGYN and some orthopedics and um, gen, general surgeons and, and family practitioners. So um, we were doing cleft lip repair on 35 year olds <laughs> and uh, yeah. all kinds of neat uh, yeah. pathology, a lot of, lot of thyroid disease and whatnot. But, uh, it all started through the decade project and through IWU. So, um, how long have you been here in Marion then? So I know you said that you kind of were doing some dual stuff for about nine years, but, mm-hmm. but when did you first get your first glimpse of Marion, Indiana or Grant County? So March of 2004 is when I first um, joined an ENT practice here. Okay. And, so 18 years, uh, 19 years ago, 19 years and two months will be. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Almost. He, he's keeping very, very fine track. <laughs> <laughs> Proud, proudly. Yes. Yeah. And then became chief of surgery 2020. Yeah. About three years ago, chief of surgery. Um, what's, what's your favorite thing about being at Marion health? Gosh, for, for sure. The people, the, the, the need and, um, in Grant County, as we know, and the need in all small town America and, and for, Healthcare in general is, you know, ubiquitous, mm-hmm. but uh, the core of it is the people. I'm so proud of it. You know, um, the surgery department. You know, from administration to the uh, family doctors to just all my colleagues in medicine. Um, I can't say enough. So it's really been uh, pretty awesome because, um, in a way, it's almost it's part of it. You see the whole dichotomy of life in, in Grant County, as we all know. Um, Part, part of the healthcare need is almost like a little Haiti at times. And part mm-hmm. of it, it's, you know, high society is the, the whole mix. But um, r- really the core group of people there is something I'm really proud to be a part of. I don't know a whole lot about what the responsibilities are of the chief of surgery, other than what I've learned on Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> 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 so give us a little bit of an idea of like, you know, what are some of those responsibilities that you have in that role? You know, I, I really enjoy it. You get to know your colleagues a lot better mm-hmm. uh, and then the process that goes home uh, goes on behind the scene and running running a hospital and the complexities of, of um, how um, medicine integrates and works together but I I would say that I'm a, a liaison between the um, the administration the other my other colleague healthcare providers um, anesthesia um, as chief of surgery and then uh, the co-workers um, colleagues and the staff and the, you know the, the staff and surgery and the, and the nurse managers and uh, so really just kind of a liaison to represent the surgeons and at times the grand disciplinarian of my colleagues <laughs> which is the title of any chief of service so we there's a chief of each surgery's service and, um, and we have medical executive meet- meetings every other month and really a core group of people that I couldn't be more proud of that represent each of the different specialties so it's pretty pretty awesome stuff so yeah. Yeah, so what we're seeing on TV is not quite what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been okay. some crazy anatomy years. But <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> okay, well, wait till we hit the record button off. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you said uh, your wife, so is, you guys live local? Yes. yes. Okay, talk about that, about um, what was that cell like to get her to, to choose to make this uh, her home? 
Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, for, fortunately, we we were meant to be together, and that wasn't too hard of a sell. So, um, but um, gosh, since I've been here, I've lived in four or five different locations. Started in a conventional city block, and then have migrated to the country with a little bit of land and privacy, which I absolutely love. And um, but yeah. What, what do you guys do for fun? So here in, in Grant County or outside of Grant County, you know, what are the things that you guys enjoy doing as a couple or as a family? For the four of you? Yeah. Um, of course, being four and two and being <laughs> born right after COVID, a lot of yeah. that was kind of landlocked. But uh, we like um, sports and fitness. You know, she was in multiple sports and um, both liked to, to run and exercise. Prior to kids, we really like like we still like live music. We go to Mexico every year and like to, to follow different uh, venues and music. And um, but you know, physical fitness is important. But the kids have just been uh, wildly amazing, and um, I just don't remember being like that at two and four years. <laughs> 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 Wonderful all the time, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so never, say, never any. At, at least fifty yeah. percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, movies, traveling, uh, we used to travel a lot and we still go to, like I said, go to Mexico every year and uh, going on a cruise here pretty soon with, with family as a first time oh. event, we'll see how that goes. But, um, really we just have a pa passion for music, but we're kind of in the work slash, uh, child rearing phase yeah. of, of life right now. So. I'll say those vacations are going to change a little bit too. <laughs> They're going to be a little more see, centered around see some Disney. In yeah, your future. yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. I'll help. <laughs> My favorite. Love it. Yep. You're probably speaking Kylie's language here with music. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask what what kind of live music. Well, um, I'm a big Dave Matthews fan, uh -huh. and um, but gosh, one of one of my passions and. Um, what I do with work and surgery, you like to always have a little background music uh -huh. on. It's kind of like the automatic part of your brain, the difference between walking and or running. You kind of go into that part of your brain that's yeah. automatic. So um, I like a wide diversity of music. You know, being from Texas, you have to know all George Strait and country music. <laughs> <laughs> 90s we, country. You, that's right. You got to know right. it. Prime, prime yeah. country on yeah. accent. And, uh, yeah. But I like, gosh, I, I, I like the range of all of it. In fact, when we're doing... Um, office space surgeries uh, I always like the patient to pick so I've learned a lot through the years with the you know uh -huh. the different type of, of music but uh, any live music event uh, I'm in okay and, and your, your uh, choice um I've seen I've traveled for some Dave Matthews nice. um but I have actually you said you went to Mexico and I I've gone to Mexico for the Avett Brothers uh, oh, nice. concerts before so nice that was um but I actually I was just looking um there's a Spotify playlist that I love and I heard about it on I think maybe Adam Grant's podcast we've talked about Adam Grant before but he had a surgeon on uh, Atul Gawande um, I don't remember what his specialty is um, but he was talking about the power of music uh, while he was performing surgery and so he has all of his playlists linked on Spotify and I like bundled them all up and I just listened to it like while I cook dinner but I imagine I'm doing something really cool like performing <laughs> surgery <laughs> i mean there's science in there right, right. <laughs> when you cook Absolutely. <laughs> definitely science um i know we talked about like where you went to school talk about um when did you discover that this was you know going into the medical field was was what you wanted to do i mean we always talk well i don't know about everybody else but i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up <laughs> I, i'm still figuring that out but um i mean how did you know 
Uh, you know, I, my mom said, and I have no recollection of this, but even at age four that I wanted to be a physician. And so I kind of just knew going through that I wanted to do that. And then, um, pretty early on, I, I knew I wanted to do surgery, even though I liked all the medicine, I wanted to you know, work with my hands and you know, start a project and end a project. So as I entered medical school, I kept my options open and I, um, knew, knew surgery. So I, um, Really, I had a role model named G. Richard Holt as a third year medical school. I was rotating through. It, it's always been fascinating to me how uh, physicians and, and practitioners, people in medicine, how they pick their field. So uh, through the years, it's one of the topics we keep coming up with. You know, typically people don't have much of an insight. They haven't, you know, they had a broken leg and they liked the orthopedic surgeon or had an uncle that was internal medicine or whatnot. And they have this obscure path. And then once you get into these all these years of training, you realize this is the last thing I want to do in my life as far as that specialty. So, um, so a lot of when you're rotating through third year med school, you're ruling out so a lot of this process of elimination. You rotate, rotate through OBGYN and say, not my okay. cup of tea, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, and so on and so forth. So through the surgical specialties, I initially I had a fascination for neurosurgery in the mind. And I was convinced that, um, you know, they say we don't use 90% of our brain and that, know get into the specialty that's really going to grow and and change and make all these yeah. changes in the world and then you rotate through it and you realize that well they, they do know this much and there's a lot of death and dying and morbidity mm -hmm. and it can uh, mm -hmm. kind of change your personality and i thought cardiothoracic surgery something fun like that and you get start going through it and you think you know they're going to to train i don't know if anybody monkeys or robots do this one day because you're sewing the same three vessels again and again mm -hmm. and thank goodness we have them it just wasn't for me i right. I, I like the more variety so, um, rotating in San Antonio, I came across this role model that was a, uh, happened to be an ENT and a facial plastic surgeon. And, uh, he was a runner, ex-military and uh, just a good leader in the community. And he started, uh, kind of took me under his wings. Yeah. Uh, ENT, I think probably like ortho and urology and some other specialties are really kind of a hidden secret. If you don't rotate through it as an elective during your training, you really have no idea what the, the field was about. So he, he was kind of my shining star back in the day. And I started rotating it through and, and uh, the, the ENT docs tend to be happy and to kind of type a and go getting, and I like the variety and whatnot. And then, so really just being exposed to the, the field and the anatomy. And back in the day, I was a little bit of a, um, gunner or overachiever, maybe <laughs> you mm -hmm. see. So it, it was, especially at the time you had to be at the top 10%. So I thought, well, if you have to, you know, if they're weeding you out, there has to be something good on the yeah. other side. So if you're going to do it and you're yeah. going to work hard. You're yeah. going to be the best. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So gotcha. yeah, really exposure to it. And then the, the ability to go into the different subspecialties if you didn't like general ENT. So that was just kind of the gist of what got me into surgery. Variety. That's awesome. Um, to want to be a physician or know you want to be a physician that early in life, was that something that was modeled for you at home? Like, I mean, do you have a family of doctors or? I, I do. My, my, um, my, my father, um, biological father, is a, a surgeon in Dallas, and um, I didn't necessarily grow up around him. We kind of established a relationship at 19, and they're very, very, very close today. Interesting. So possibly, if you know a little about psychology, yeah. maybe wanting to be like, you know, everybody kind of has a, wants yeah. to be like their dad or yeah. mom. So I'm sure that subliminally factor in. So, yeah. yeah. Where We Landed is supported today by Moving Real Estate, a full-service real estate firm serving Grant County. 
With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There is no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Visit our website at movingrealestate.net or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. Um, one of the things I've been reading a lot about lately is about change and and how people process it and, and different things that can come out of it. Was Has there ever, as you've gone through change in your life, ever had something unexpectedly good happen after a change that you didn't expect going into that change? So is there anything... Is that too deep of a question, Kylie? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of out of left field, but yeah. <laughs> that's well, what to expect from you. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, but it's kind of top of mind because I definitely, like a lot of us are going through change right now. So yeah. we have a lot of things that are currently happening. Thank you, Iris. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so, but but I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn. And so I, I didn't yeah. know, though, if there's anything that you'd say. Yeah, this is something good that yeah. came out of a change. Do you have philosophy on change? <laughs> you hate it. I love <laughs> change. Tell Me us why. Medicine yeah. has changed. The politics yeah. of medicine changed. The techniques. You know, really, um, Scott, what comes to mind, basically the summary of what brings me to Grant County was I my path was headed this way. I thought I was going to go in Texas. And the, mm -hmm. uh, the events that uh, changed in the non-compete and then thinking I wanted to do one thing and then doing the other. And I, I couldn't be I, genuinely so, so happy here, make it my home, but it was a, a complete 180 in my change of course. And I thought I wanted to do one thing. And as the cards unfolded and, and the people and the change, not change of heart, but the blossoming of why I went into medicine. So uh, not, not to repeat myself, but that that's the biggest part of the thing, but it, you know, but to embrace change in medicine is an important thing to keep up with the changing times. And, uh, uh, you know, it's hard in a busy practice to stay on top of all the changes. And you can see why, uh, as some of my older colleagues outside of town are still practicing but not keeping up with the new techniques, and you get some revision cases, and they're like, oh, you're still doing it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so it is important in medicine to stay up, It's you know, but it's also very difficult in a private practice. So, As chief of surgery, like I, I – my gut is that you're overseeing a bunch of surgeons, but are you still practicing data? Like, are you actually in the mix and, and doing surgeries on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, it's really kind of a, um, a side administrative role. So they, uh, luckily we have such a great group of surgeons. They all can come to me individually with issues. So it's more of a um, political management thing and to stomp out fires that happen inevitably yeah. surgeries, um, you know, is a, a riskier job than, <laughs> than mm -hmm. maybe not air traffic controlling, but, <laughs> but it's right up there. So, um, but yeah, I, um, not so much proctoring, um, but, um, being available to help with, um, the transitions and the smoothness of the way the OR runs and, uh, and, um, stomping out problems of human nature and human behavior, which is always, I always say that in my practice, I've always said medicine's the easy part of my job. Human behavior is the unpredictable change <laughs> that I can never keep up with, but, uh, it's a li little bit of that. You need so. a degree in psychology on the yeah. side, right? <laughs> a absolutely. Absolutely. On the side. So, um, 
if you were to have a conversation with um, a potential physician that's looking at making a move here to to Marion or Grant County, what would you share with them to maybe try to encourage them to come? Love it. Um, absolutely. It's a diamond in the rough. Um, you know, as I think as COVID came and, and people in the big city started, you know, the trend to move out into the, not so much the sticks, but in the you know rural areas, um, it really is a diamond in the rough. The, the The surgery department is a core group of solid people, people from the managers to the, you know, the staffs and the scrubs and the, and the techs and the nurses and the circulators and um, the need in Marion, you know, in my need, well, let's see. There's such a diverse population, but you see some real pathology here. So if you, you know, if you're, if you're afraid of hard work and you're afraid of the real deal, this may not be the place for you, but if you, like what you do and you want to be surrounded by a group of medical professionals that are have a heart of gold and are solid um, this is the place to be mm-hmm. plus you know i think that the, the land around here and the atmosphere of marion is very very unique um, you know the restaurants are yet to come but and there's some good ones and the entertainment you know you're not going to pop up to nordstrom's or macy's however you're 40 minutes 45 minutes from fort wayne uh, and the best kept secret is fort wayne airport right and the <laughs> internet is everywhere it's <laughs> everywhere yeah. you know an hour to indy yeah. but I, I think geographically and the core of the people in the hospital not just the surgeons but i mean uh, through and through it, it, it's one of those things that if people really knew um, we, you know, they would be flocking in and, and to be fair, it's hard when people come and interview because they're interviewing all over the place and medicine isn't a big need for all the different specialties and whatnot. So you come in for a day or two and you may not get the full flavor of it, but, but from the bottom of my heart, it, it's such an awesome place to be that, um, mm-hmm. we need other great physicians here because I think once they come here for me, I thought it was gonna be two years to get through my non-compete and almost 20 years later, <laughs> here we are talking about how it's a diamond in the rough. We got it. <laughs> So we need to start targeting folks on non-competes before that, <laughs> before that, <laughs> yeah, that runs so out. You have to stay for two years. That's right. Learn how awesome we are. It doesn't take two years. But. Not at all. We have been talking with our guests about, so a passion of mine is how do you get a community growing um, and go from um, maybe a time of decline to how do you to, to re-energize a community? Any thoughts around that topic? You know, you've been here for 20 years now. You've seen other communities. Anything that we can be doing in Grant County to attract talent, attract people, attract business? What, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, gosh, that, that's a great question through the years that I've um, jostled in my own mind and, and talked with different people. And whether it's bringing, you know, RCA closed right before I got here. Yeah. And then part of General Motors kind of went away to Arlington and we kept, Thank goodness we still have uh, GM, and it's an awesome place to, to work and be. Uh, but whether it's bringing in, um, you know, a, a new industry, like in Kokomo, they're building that big battery shop and bringing 800, you know, whether right. it's going to require big industry. I wish there was a way to open up at the heart of Marion for people to see. But then kind of like Austin, Texas, other places, you don't want ever, the whole world to come here, so it's not so great anymore. But uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I even thought I, I've got a lot of research ideas and, you know, even thought about maybe we had a, a unique, I don't want to say the middle of nowhere, but not the Mecca of the universe for uh, research and medicine, but have some kind of unique 
research and forward thinking in medicine um, and have it a center of excellence for new ideas and entrepreneurs when it came to uh, doing things outside of the box, kind of an, uh, um, maybe an open-ended um, free market idea. And of course, we need some big backing to do that. But mm -hmm. um, I've always been intrigued how research and advancement in medicine that you jump on the tail end. It can be tough to get into research. And when you get in and you're lucky enough to do it and you're following somebody else's pathway and you have to keep up with the IRBs, which, you know, so oftentimes just like anything else, you have to do stuff you don't want to do to keep moving forward. Maybe you don't want to do, but you'd like to be doing more. But um, yeah. it, if there was more of an open ended free market pursuit of some research and medicine, maybe Marion would be the, the place to blossom something like that. But uh, do you guys have any ideas? On well, I love that center of <laughs> yeah, excellence that's here yeah. um, and around because if you're on the cutting edge of something like that, it would really attract people and talent. Uh, I mean, Warsaw did it, right? Yeah, around okay. orthopedics industry. Yeah, oh. yeah, that, that, that's uh, a really great idea. We might have to. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll out edit out bit. that part of the podcast so, right. so we can keep, keep that to Save ourselves and yeah. <laughs> start working on it <laughs> yeah, that's awesome doc I, I really do like that so you you said your kids two and four what do they like to do at two and four gosh they're, they're truly amazing um we call harrison the builder and then little madeline is the destroyer <laughs> oh, yes. he, uh, I love it. He, he, he's funny and how, how a four-year-old can do and know and say some of the things they do, but they're both of course have boundless energy, but you know, he, <laughs> he, uh, he loves star Wars. I'm reliving my star Wars nice. years through that, yeah. even though he's not quite of the age, it's more cartoons, star Wars. <laughs> That's okay. Weekend, you right? can start there. Clone Wars and stuff. <laughs> yeah, You're good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And of course Disney, the whole family is a huge, huge Disney, Disney, go Disney. Um, but he likes building. We, you know, he get, you get these little stackable magnetic, shapes and stuff and he'll just out of nowhere build this Taj Mahal to where Madeline um <laughs> will take down the Taj Mahal in two seconds <laughs> but she's she's a climber and she's ferocious and there's no way to hurt yes. this child she'll she'll fall off of anything yes. and it, it truly if you hear her cry you know that something's wrong because she is just a little yeah precious Tasmanian <laughs> devil. <laughs> I was gonna say those those second ones they uh, they know no bounds, yes. so they'll test you. <laughs> Good. You also mentioned going to sporting events. Anything locally here that you guys attend, or is it something you more travel to sporting events? Yeah, we um, in the past it was more Colts games and. Cowboys games, in Texas, uh -huh. of course, <laughs> Rangers games. Still and, holding on to the Cowboys, yeah, huh? <laughs> After X amount of years, you have, you have to let Jerry Jones get a yeah. pass, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but um, definitely want to be, you know, as the kids are growing, you know, Harrison's already had the exposure to soccer, which was a whole other podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, at, at three, a little before four, but um, no, we definitely want to get more involved with some local sports. So, yeah. were were you an athlete as a child? Um, I wore athletic clothing as a child. <laughs> so I played football. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty chubby up until I hit puberty. So I was in in football and track and whatnot. And um, and so I got the team concept, but I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> you understood quarterback. the yeah, way I, it was I understood the camaraderie work. and locker room and the, uh, but. Um, 
uh, when I was before I hit puberty, I was more on the B team track. And, uh, <laughs> I, I always said I I wasn't an athlete; I was an athletic supporter. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom tells me a story when I guess I was six years old, and uh, the soccer coach said, "Okay, everybody, assume your positions," and I would go stand by the tree. Right, right. My son volunteers to sit out. He's like, "I'll sit out." <laughs> yeah, but, but as 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 I you know got into uh, junior high. And, and um, um, I'm sorry, 11th and 12th grade. I, you know, football. I was a wide receiver and, um, and a tight end. So I, as I hit my growth spurt, I get got to get out there. And, yeah. and uh, it's Texas, so you in, have in to. In Texas, right? yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Are there any other sports in the fall? <laughs> no, no, mm, not or, Texas. Yeah, in Texas, Mm-mm. period. Mm-mm. Right? Yeah. Pre, pre-football season and football season. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty yeah. much it. It's <laughs> good. Pretty good youth soccer program here. I know you mentioned that Harrison's been uh, involved or maybe taken some classes or, or some, gone to some some training. Yeah, uh, uh, there. I think there's a lot. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about it. Other than a lot of my friends and colleagues who just live and live and breathe the soccer. But to, <laughs> to watch the three and four year olds out there, um, you know, hurting, running into hurting the cats, neighboring, right? yeah, hurt, just, yeah, hurting cats yeah, or hurting ants. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you hear about kids out there, you know, sitting down and picking flowers and stuff. And I, and I thought that was silly. Of course, my boy, this very second game, he's never done that in his life. And he just, <laughs> some kind of subconscious anxiety. It's like, hey, a flower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or climbing the post on the opposite side of the field as everybody's <laughs> trying to do that. So um, very, very entertaining. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Um, I think you also mentioned travel. So Mexico is one of the places, but any, any fun places that you enjoy traveling to? I'm always looking for new places. To travel. <laughs> yeah. Where's the best place you've been to? Oh gosh. I, um, I, during my transition from medical school to, um, Ohio state internship, I went on a trip to Africa. We stopped in London for 24 hours and got to explore with the brothers. And then we went on a picture safari um, to, uh, Kenya through Nairobi. It was called the Ernest Hemingway highlights tour. So wow. my, my dad and my three older brothers and my uncle, and it was a time, you know, it was just absolutely amazing experience. You know, uh, we could go on and on and on. We played at a state of place called the Mount Kenya Safari club, which is just like a little piece of heaven on earth. And, um, in fact, when John Travolta disappeared for many years, when he got out of acting, he went over there, they have this little bio, uh, red, I wing Baron plane that, you know, he's a big pilot mm-hmm. and uh, he just kind of disappeared in the middle of his place forever. But, uh, that, that, that was a nice, um, place. I've traveled quite a bit. I've never been to Hawaii. I, uh, I like the different islands and, um, growing up, my father did have a place in Acapulco. So I, I really like the Mexico, Mexican culture. So many, many trips down there in my youth, but, um, Brittany and I love, love Mexico. You know, we go every year. Of course it's, a, you know, Depends on what you read, whether it's very safe to go. I think if you stay on the beaten path, it's safe. Mm-hmm. But the whole world is a little bit in flux right now, as we know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you go to the same place in Mexico every year? Is there different uh, different uh, well, states be, or towns that you go to? To be honest, the last seven trips, we followed Dave. He would go down there and play for three nights and wherever he was. So it was around the Caribbean. So, we, you know. Um, you know, <laughs> probably Cancun, the same, probably the same resorts stuff. that I was yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. 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 The same resorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we did pop down. We found Tulum on the very south end mm-hmm. is a nice uh, area that's getting more exposure now. But uh, you're so off the beaten path that your cell phones didn't work. And, you know, in, in my field, even though I wish there's days that 
I'll just turn it off or lose it. <laughs> uh, it was kind of an awkward feeling being in a solo practice, having no contact with him. But, you know, after two or three days, the awkward feeling became peaceful. <laughs> right. I thought, well, if I, I could like this. miss another flight home. But, uh, <laughs> but, Too uh, soon for me. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> um, when your friends and family come up from Texas, what do you take them out to do here in Grant County or in, in Indiana as a whole? You know, uh, I've been very fortunate that my my parents have moved up here with me. Used oh, to, really? used to, oh. I would um, try to make it to Texas two two to three times a year. And uh, the last four years, about the time of Harrison's birth, uh, I was you know finally recruited my parents from Texas to live up. Grandkids here. And will do that. Right? Yes, yeah. they are. And it's been a huge blessing. I think part of um, childhood should be exposure to your grandparents and and they're in Grant and, County. And part of yes, yeah. they live. Okay. Uh, I've got a place in the country, and right across mm-hmm. the driveway is a little slash uh, job. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm very con- nice. convenient for babysitting. Thank you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's a big deal. Like we've even like one, a couple of podcasts ago, um, someone shared with us that they had all four of their grandparents, you know, growing up and like how big of a deal that was to him. So, and I, I was super fortunate. I had the same thing and like my kids have the same thing too. So that's yeah. a big deal. It it's is. a big deal for your kids and for your parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very that's nice. Awesome. Very nice. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just catching up, playing, playing board games, going out to nice restaurants north or south, and um, waiting for the center of excellence to be here. Right. So we can, you know, right. we can get a uh, – we have a great TJ Maxx, but we need a Target maybe. And uh, what else do we need? Yeah. Speaking so, so nice it into existence. Yep, yep. Speak it into existence. Ask the universe. What, what are your parents like about it? You know, so they've been here four years? Off and on. They, they've split their time with my brother in Oklahoma and um, I think the grandkids and they're, they're uh, um, really uh, in the age of the golden years to where it's uh, just hanging out with family. A lot of well, good. A lot of their lot time of has been during a pandemic. Yeah, the so. pan- but the <laughs> pandemic, true. but they, they do like the people, you know, you grow up in Texas, you know, there's Texas culture, there's um, um Good Tex-Mex and brisket on every corner. So there's a little bit of a culture shock. And they just always thought that it, they're very pleasantly surprised how wonderful the people are here. So nice. uh, you said food and it immediately made me think of a kolache. Mm-hmm. You know, have you had one of those before? <laughs> yeah, Do you yeah, I love kolache. I love kolache. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd never had it before and I was visiting family in Texas. I'm sorry. I'm just like taking over with this random story. But... <laughs> She's like, we're going to have these. They're so great. Blah, blah, blah. And she brought them in. <laughs> and I was like, is it just a biscuit? Like, what is it? I had like no idea. So I don't know. Maybe one of you guys can explain it better than I can. It's well, just like I'll a little biscuit with this, stuff in it, right? There's a, yeah, there, there was a place in Fishers called the Kalachi factory. Oh. And so we'd stop there on the way for breakfast before work sometimes in the morning. So, so it could be like cheese and sausage and like just, but it literally looked like a biscuit. I was like, you're just feeding us biscuits? <laughs> so confused. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a piece but of there, bread stuffed with something. Yeah. So. But it's like a big deal in Texas. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Big deal. And, okay. I, and I too like the Kalachi factory in Fishers. I was very sad when they closed. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. That was a heartbreaking moment for yeah. me. Um, Doc, going back to um, your time at the hospital, um, what are some of the positive changes that you've seen over the years since you've been there? I think you said you've been around here for 19 years now. You know, it's one of the few independent hospitals still uh, in existence in the state of Indiana. Any really positive changes that you could could relate to and say, here's some really good things that have happened in the last 20 years? Yeah, I've seen a lot. And in medicine, 
as we speak, um, is in a precarious position to where, um, you know, and I think work in general, what happened to the work ethic, right? How, how mm-hmm. do all these people just not, not work and people are surviving and there's different theories on that, but it, you know, it, it holds true in medicine. It holds true in a small town like this mm-hmm. and the bigger cities, you know, keeping in contact with colleagues all over the country. It's just hard to keep people one, the traveling, the, the traveling nurse, you know, it started and they're going and mm-hmm. it, you know, and that's great an opportunity to travel. And then the rates went up and then it's hard to keep anybody at home. So one, one of the, brilliant and positive things I've seen through Marion is just what you said, one that we've been able to stay autonomous. In fact, that's one of the, you know, one of the big reasons I've stayed here is because we are kind of a a dying breed, a dinosaur, if you will, that we have survived all the changes. You see articles about hospitals closing all the time and you hear about up in Lutheran, they've gone through six CEOs in five years and there's always these political battles going on. And, um, so to, to be geographically where we're at with our payer mix, and, uh, again, it's back to the heart of Marion, uh, it's taken a lot of ingenu- you know, um, ingenuity and solid core people that are, you know, make maybe a sacrifice for, um, finances for the heart for the people. So we, we have that core, core people that have survived all this, but I think to, for us to have remained independent and survive COVID it has talk, taken a lot of creativity from administration. It's taken a lot of heart from the, the providers to stay. And, um, and, and now that we've kind of weathered the storm, I think the future is bright. We just need to work a little bit more on recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but uh, the good people that come and, and this place is right for them, that's really what the glue and the mortar that it's held the hospital together. So um, many, many, many good things, but the, the one that comes first to mind is just um, – staying afloat during these times and, um, and continuing to bring in good providers. And uh, I think the future is bright, especially since we weather the storm. So I'm, I'm excited about the future. I really am. Great. One other thing. So no names, of course, but in, in answering this question, but when you first came here, people who made either a good or bad first impression on you, <laughs> So was there anything? Because how for do you me, ask that with no names? Well, good, it, you can share the good. good, good I, you know, for me, uh, Kylie was one of the first people that um, somehow I don't remember where we first met, but I remember her saying, "Hey, you should come to Rotary." Um, and and then once I got to Rotary, then it was something you know where you started meeting more people, and and just a very positive first impression for me. Um, but I don't know for you, you know, if you can think back to those first days and, and weeks and months, any good first impressions or negative first impressions that you had? Yeah, um, quite, quite a few. People stepped up and introduced themselves to me. And part of my passion for Dave was people I didn't even know that kind of were Dave fans. And I came and started to follow him. And, oh, I know this guy. He's All his music sounds the same. He's a middle-aged, balding guy. What's the big deal? Yeah. And then you start going to live concerts. You're like, yeah. aha, it's this another best-kept yeah. secret. Yeah. You just have to be there. Uh, so from just good um, you know, lawyer buddies and architects that just came up and approached me uh, to um, – you know, I originally um, joined Dr. Kohlberg, who was here forever and had a good reputation, and and uh, he was a good impression to me early on. And uh, we parted ways, and we still remain good friends to the end. But it was nice to see somebody that was um, a senior in their field, and and uh, you know, to straight out of the university and to learn the old tricks like 
putting collace in the ear to dissolve wax was brilliant. And we never learned that at Ohio State. So simple things <laughs> he, like he that. Knew all the, <laughs> he knew all, all the tricks. The secrets. I was like, you sure this is legal? <laughs> we'll give it a go. Um, to, uh, I had a pastor, Tim Helm, who I hold in high regard, that when I was going through the non-compete and you know, I was at the top of my game and temporarily as the, the winds and tide shifted, I felt like my feet had been kicked out under me. He was a solid um, source of um, my walk with faith to kind of keep me through it and just security like that. So a lot of, lot of good exposures, really not too many bad, um, thankfully. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Um, this has been wonderful, Tim, but uh, one question we always ask is, and I know you got little kids and you're busy uh, with work, but what are you watching, reading, listening to, that we should all be, that we should all know about. <laughs> we already so know what, Dave. What, what so about like Dave? Car yeah. Cartoons yeah. count. <laughs> so all of, all of Disney. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All lo Disney. Love Disney. Disney plus. Coco Melon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Coco Melon. Oh. That, that is like crack for the brain. Those songs are the same. I mean, you know, I like bus. it, but yes. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I read, uh, I try, I, I read a lot of medical. I'm kind of a geek or a dork, and I try to keep up with some of the medical uh, stuff. But and gosh, for those I, of us who have surgery scheduled, we're happy. But I do. I try to do a lot of reading outside of that. Just just novels. Um, James Patterson is, is one I like a lot. Um, listen to. I, like I said, I'm a huge music fan. You can ask anybody that knows me at the hospital that I've got my. Carry around, it looks like a little lantern. It's my boom box. It's like, why doesn't he just buy one and put it here? So, nope, it's my habit. I just carry this like around. Yeah. But, uh, and, and it's weird. My, um, I found on, this is, don't judge me, but my, I had a grandmother and my mom and my aunt. Um, they really used to go to these um, Billy Graham. Uh, not revivals, crusades, crusades, the crusades. Yeah. And I heard about, heard about it, but I was just the age when they were doing this, that I'm hanging out with my teenage friends and figuring out what life and girls and all that stuff are about. And then I found him on, uh, XM radio 460, if you want to know. And I kind of got to relive what they went through, through his words. And there's just something about his voice. It's just so calming. So if I'm having a crazy day, you turn the TV on and you know, within 10 minutes, if you haven't watched the news that the sky is falling and everybody's at mm -hmm. odds and all these yeah. things, you're like, yeah, nothing's changed. And, and so for whatever reason, his voice and his message is really kind of just solid. It just stands the test of time. Um, but yeah. And sadly, um, I, I've really not got into the podcast much, but I've learned a lot in the last few days that I'm open for suggestion <laughs> as to where I should start yeah, and be yeah, mentored this yeah. way. Well, so. Where we landed's newest fan, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Biggest fan. So. <laughs> Biggest fan. Oh, hey, you might have some contenders out there. <laughs> Kylie, do you have any suggestions for a hot podcast so for, many. for we'll a brand new listener? Yeah. Yeah, yeah give we'll, me three. Give me yeah, three. We'll, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> off the air. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Doc, for coming in. And thanks for what you do in our community. You're making a difference in people's lives and probably at their most critical times of their lives, you know, whenever they're they're uh, needing surgery and, and it's usually not uh, an easy thing for people to go into. It's a stressful time. And so thanks for being the, the person that you are uh, to help people through those challenging times. And for our listeners, uh, we'd love for you to share this podcast and uh, let other people in on the magic and uh and let them hear about uh things uh, that dr gillum's doing here in our community as well as others so share that and thank you for being a part of it doc thanks for being here today thank you so much for having me
See you, everybody. See ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.